All right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are having an awesome holiday week. A uh, lot to be grateful for this year. And I'm particularly grateful for two of our lead analysts here, Matt and Brendan, who have made our lives so much better this year. Now that they're on the team, helping us with our research, our writings, um, our preparation. So uh, we decided, wait, why don't we bring these guys on the podcast uh, today and get have a little chat? So we decided to record a little roundtable with Matt and Brendan, uh, Pizza Mine, myself, uh, our producer TiVo. Uh, who, super producer. Re- super producer TiVo getting some reps in, getting his work around. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're excited for you guys to check this one out. So happy Thanksgiving. So, so I think Brendan had kind of an interesting question last week that I, uh, I wanted to talk about. Uh, Brendan, go, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, how much time do you think that FTX, Alameda, and Sam Bankman-Fried added to this bear market? Like, how much longer do you guys think that this bear, mar- bear market is going to be now that the entire FTX implosion happened? Actually, I think this was right on time. As I've been traveling around the world, events are still sold out beyond capacity. And bear markets are basically marked by capitulation events. We need people to get forced out of their positions. And everyone believes in the future of crypto so much, no one was selling even as prices were collapsing. So now I think with FTX, basically they're gonna have to force sell all their assets uh, and the contagion that now that's spreading over to DCG and potentially Grayscale and who knows who else, a Genesis, mm-hmm. who knows who else is gonna get forced out of their positions. That to me is that last leg down that we're experiencing today that is necessary for a bottom to form in a bear market. So I think yeah, it's right it, on time. Yeah, and they say that trends are built on dead bodies. And what I see here with, with the, the explosion, I see a bomb just went off, right? FTX blowing up is the equivalent of, you know, a market nuke going off. So I think that your question of how much longer is this going to make the bear market is wrong. I think it's how much quicker does this make the bear market? I think that this was a ticking time bomb that was going to go off eventually. Um, And the fact that it is out and all the leverage is getting expunged is making this whole bear market process go that much quicker. Uh, So I'm actually of the belief that this is a good thing uh, that all this is blowing up. I mean, of course, it sucks that so many people have lost money in this. Um, that, you know, I, I saw Multicoin Capital had something like $863 million locked up on there that was, uh, you know, publicly disclosed. There was so many of these really legit buttoned up funds that, you know, believed a lot of what Sam Bankman-Fried was saying. Kevin O'Leary as well was, you know, big Sam Bankman-Fried guy. Uh, but yeah, he, he, you know, we all got stabbed in the back by FTX. And I think that it's going to make this whole thing actually just get over with a lot quicker. So you're saying it's better that it happened now rather than in like two, three, four years from now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the same. I was of the same belief when Luna happened, right? Luna blew up at a $40 billion market cap. And I'm like, well, shit, that sucked. But at least it happened at a $40 billion market cap and not a $4 trillion market cap or whatever, right? And uh, the, the fundamentals were not sound. In the market, uh, kind of in the short term, is a voting machine, but in the long term, it's a weighing machine. 
And what we clearly saw was that the market weighs fundamentals. And when the cost of capital or these interest rates and the cost of borrowing and leveraging gets so expensive when interest rates get higher, the, the, the tide comes out. And what we see is that people can't sustain uh, with, with their piss poor fundamentals um, because money and, and credit is not free anymore or 0.25%, right? Like it's, uh, you know, when interest rates are so high, a lot of shit starts to break when a lot of these companies were built and incubated in a low to zero interest rate environment. Um, so I think also one of the biggest, craziest thing that's happening right now is the implosion of Genesis, um, who apparently has a billion dollar hole in their balance sheet because of the UST Terra Luna implosion. Apparently, I see that they've loaned back in May or something, they loaned a billion dollars of Bitcoin, cold hard Bitcoin to the Luna Foundation Guard, right? LFG, right? So LFG gets a billion dollars of Bitcoin uh, to defend the peg of UST. And then guess what? They give Genesis a billion dollars worth of UST, which should have been a stable coin. Guess what? UST goes to zero. Now they've got a billion dollar or a billion USTs worth zero dollars, and they've got a liability of a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. That's why they're going belly up. Pretty fucked up. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the UFI Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recorded. They're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, 
Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You know, I, I came into this debate thinking that I was going to have the contrarian opinion, and that would have been a lot more fun. But I don't think that's the case. I, I think I agree with you, Bryce. And, uh, you know, we we have been talking about this within our team for the last week, and, and I think there's there's credence to both sides of it. But at the end of the day, this this collapse really is a, a capitulation catalyst. It's, it's yeah. ripping the Band-Aid off. And so we've had these unsustainable models in the industry without us knowing it for quite a long time. So much so that a lot of people thought they were sustainable, uh, you know, specifically with Alameda and FTX. And so for, for those to really show their true colors now, I, I think is very valuable. And, and there is a lot of pain associated with that, but better to, better to have it happen now than, than down the road. And here's one really important, like meditation for the day or for the week. And it's the concept of making money is really cool, but keeping money is just as cool, right? And so it's like multi-coin capital uh, online, you know, $863 million, that was about 55% of their fund. Um, So they might not even be able to continue operating. They might, who knows, but they were making so much money, globs of money in the bull market because of their early Solana foundation sort, or their, their early Solana tokens, they, they had um, helium tokens that they had all these really uh, key early entries. Um, and, you know, the GPs were making money hand over fist. And hey, you know, it's a crypto bull market. They're hedge fund managers. They're doing what they do. Right. But they, they were unable to hedge that risk across cold storage, maybe because their operations got too big. Did they get complacent? Who knows? I mean, they trusted FTX. They trusted Sam Bankman Freed. But keeping money safe is just as cool as making money and people don't really remember that uh but in a in a bear market you know th- this is you know in a i guess what i'm trying to say is that in a bear market you could make all the money you want and hedge 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 but if you're not in cold storage what was it all for um so i don't know just a couple thoughts there so let's put let's pitch it this way do you think that this entire ftx situation created additional volatility that we wouldn't have seen otherwise like, let's just say that from top to bottom, the market was supposed to have dropped 80% on Bitcoin. And because of the FTX implosion, the market might now have seen an 80% move to an 85% drop. Like, do you think that there was an additional percentage in how much Bitcoin dropped from top to bottom because of the FTX situation? Or do you think that this was all factored in? And regardless of whether FTX imploded or not, the market was going to drop a certain amount of percent. Yeah, I think when there's blowout on the market maker and lender level, we got big issues, right? Because there's no liquidity on the books. Like everything in terms of like, you know, a $2 million order in Bitcoin, you know, three weeks ago would have impacted the price X, $2 million order dollar now would impact 2X, right? There's mm-hmm. there's half the amount of liquidity because Alameda Research is blown up and they were one of the biggest, 
you know, uh, you know, market makers. So they were, you know, on both sides of the book, making sure the spreads are tight. Um, but you also have one of the biggest lenders, which is Genesis, that blew up. And so now there's there's serious liquidity concerns. Plus, interest rates from the Fed are, you know, at, at extremely high levels relative to where they've been over the past, you know, couple decades. So it's it's getting really, really tight. Um, and and all that to say that when liquidity is as light as it is, you have exaggerated moves. And so this was, you know, <laughs> this was a, a, a barn burner for sure. Um, because at the end of the day, there was selling into empty order books that took us all the way down to 15K. Now, if this was, you know, panic selling because, you know, whatever, gate.io or liquid or, or kucoin or whatever one of these smaller but still kind of legit exchanges goes down well they might be selling into very padded order books because a lot of you know market makers are still there to facilitate that trade but when they're not there it just goes to zero uh so a lot of coins uh are, are still kind of on the cusp here but is, is is 15k zero for bitcoin no obviously it could have gone a lot lower but yeah this was a bad one you know, the old question is, you know, is life imitating art or is art imitating life? Or in, in both cases, it may be true. We had, you know, friends on our digital currency summit that were predicting, you know, 13,000 for Bitcoin almost a year ago when we were expecting it to go to 100,000 still. And at that time, we're saying these models are crazy, but they're looking at the paint on the technical saying, yeah, this is where, you know, we're looking for it to go. And certain events in life just happen to play out to make this actually happen, which is crazy enough to think about. So yeah. uh, how does it really work? Who knows? But Bryce, you're absolutely right about when the market makers are pulling their liquidity, that's when we're going to see things really slip even further. So even as we sit at uh, the low 1600s right now, uh, 13 is absolutely within. Yeah, yeah 16,000. Thirteen thousand is absolutely within range because there's really not a lot left to backstop it at this yeah. point, and any money that's still on the sideline already knows that. Why are they going to jump in and pay a premium now? Yeah, I guess my question is like, how uninvestable does this make crypto for how long? Because like, even though we have such a quick flush out of a lot of leverage, you know, kind of to the exact counterpoint of what I was talking about earlier. Maybe, you know, institutions look at this and say, well, man, like until these guys get their shit buttoned up, we don't want anything to do with them. So to that point, you know, Brendan, maybe it could make the bear market a little longer because there's, you know, the legitimacy that we've been building up for the past few years has been, you know, kind of crushed. But I think that this was one pocket of legitimacy that blew up, that exploded. Um, but there's other pockets of legitimacy and there's other things that are successful and still moving, right? Visa and MasterCard are still here. Fidelity's still building their crypto exchange. Like a lot of people are still here and not packing it up and packing it in. A lot of smart investors still here that, you know, might have to write off their FTX losses to zero. But, you know, there's still going to be a lot of opportunity for people to come in and say, hey, look at all this opportunity. I mean, if I was a market maker in the traditional financial world, and I didn't have any crypto exposure, but I had been waiting for the perfect opportunity to deploy capital with some market neutral sort of like strategies to, to you know, pad some order books and, um, you know, really dive in and, and make some pretty, you know, 
what's it called? Like, you know, uncorrelated yield. Now's the fucking time, right? Like, because there's not a lot of players right now. So if you're a big money sort of, you know, sophisticated cat, uh, now's the time. The problem is not a lot of capital out there right now just laying around. Yeah, and that's well, the you question, know what? right? That, that's the question that everyone's asking is, is this going to affect institutional money? Is this going to affect institutional investors? And everyone seems to think so, but there's still all these big players like JP Morgan, Fidelity, MasterCard, Visa, BNY Mellon, like the list goes on and they're all incredibly active. In fact, a lot of us would say that they're more active now after everything is transpired and they have no plans to slow this stuff down. And so if them as the leaders in the financial industry are not scared of what's happening and they're continuing to move forward with their progression, then who is? Because they are the ones that are leading the industry. They lead by example and they are the market movers. They are the market makers of traditional finance. And so it kind of asks the question of if everyone's saying that this is going to affect institutional investors, who is it really going to affect? Because clearly it's not affecting JP Morgan or Fidelity or Visa or MasterCard or BNY Mellon. Like, you know, who who are these people that everyone's saying is going to get affected so much by this entire situation? And, you know, there are people who, who are going to get affected. That's That's not out of the question, right? Clearly this hurt a lot of people and it hurt American investors. But the largest players in the space still seem like they're on a normal path, a normal trajectory to integrate this stuff in the coming years. You know, I, I think uh, the other important thing to consider here is is the idea that a lot of the projects that have been fleshed out weren't were probably going to fail anyway. They were either depending on you know large amounts of of venture capital that was unsustainable, or their business model was you know just printing their own tokens nonstop, and that's unsustainable. And so we see this flush out of the bad stuff, and what's left are these projects that have real revenue. I mean, you look at things like the real world asset sector, and you know all the platforms that are either lending to existing businesses that don't have you know access to to business loans or they're collateralizing real world assets to you know lend against those or or even uh group invest or or crowdfund invest into you know real hard assets those are the kind of projects that now have the chance to come up on stage because they're not being drowned out with all the noise. And so the ones that are left are the ones that will have real revenue. And those are exactly the kind of projects that venture capital wants to invest in, that outside investors with deep pockets want exposure to. What it is, you know, kind of a, a mirror image of is the dot-com bust and, and the ensuing 20 years that we saw over the last 20 years of, you know, companies like everything from eBay and MySpace that maybe we don't use as much anymore to the juggernauts of Amazon and Netflix and so on and so forth. Those those projects are being developed today and we probably won't see who the, the real leaders are for five to 10 years. But this this reset has, has given everyone that's working on something legitimate the chance to actually get exposure to investors and, and not have to pay as much for marketing because they don't have to compete with with uh you know shiba flocky elon gate you know whatever like all these other things that had massive marketing budgets because it was all ponzinomics and yeah. so so again i i do think that that it it was a big capitulation event but it was necessary this is something that yeah, we've needed we've needed totally. this flush out for a long time 
we totally need this flush out and it's a huge market reset. Um, and hey, we just gotta stay on our toes, right? Gotta be nimble, uh, gotta go both ways because the market's volatile. Um, so yeah, with that being said, I mean, uh, boys, thanks for joining. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.